0: Good evening, everybody. It is Monday, July 11th, and it's time for 10 dozen minutes of things and other things with Jake and Mr. Skullhead. I'm Mr. Skullhead. And, and I'm Jake. How are you doing, Mr. Skullhead? Jake's around there somewhere.
1: <clears throat> oh, I'm, I'm around here somewhere.
0: I'm doing great, man. How are you doing? I'm all right.
1: All right. We're farther away from one another than we usually are, Mr. Skullhead. But we're about are about feeling to, it?
0: We're about to get closer.
1: Oh, yeah. You're showing up. When? When? How long until you get here? I keep forgetting. A week from Wednesday. That's so far. That's so
0: long. We, uh, that's, uh, ten more sleeps. I know there will be another radio show before I see your smiling face. Ah, oh, gosh.
1: What have you been up to?
0: Or your like uh, grimly uh, smirking face. Will as, I be
1: grimly smirking?
0: Uh, as evidenced by your Google Plus profile. Yeah,
1: yeah, says you. That's I, gonna I be. I think I look. I think I look adorable.
0: You do. That's. There may be a little bit of noise, background noise, for a second there. The wife needs to print something out, and the printer is directly behind the microphone.
1: Oh, that is very noisy. So. It's better than uh, better than the printer at the office, which uh, whenever, whenever Hot Stuff prints anything, I immediately know because all of the lights dim in the rest of the building.
0: Huh. What um, kind of a printer is that?
1: I, I don't know. I, th- I think he got it from uh, some sort of Industrial Revolution-era foundry.
0: Is it also like an air conditioner? Because my light's dim when the air conditioner kicks on.
1: Yeah, I think it might be. I think they're like, well, we, we, this printer is going to generate a lot of heat with the printing, so we ought to we ought to make up for that by uh, using some chlorofluorocarbon petrochemicals.
0: <laughs> Petro. It's not.
1: It's not very green. What have you been up to, Mr. God?
0: I uh, let's see. We would uh, Thursday and Friday. I busted my ass, moving big boxes full of fireworks around. So that was kind of fun. Cool. Uh, I have a friend who has a friend who runs a firework company. So after July 4th, they needed to get all the stuff that didn't get sold from the firework tents and categorize it and everything. At least after I did that, I was able to go home and not get any sleep because of assholes letting off fireworks, even though it's past the 4th of July and first mean, for fuck's sake, stop. You mean Patriots? Ugh. I don't know man. I don't like the whole 4th of July being a month long holiday. I don't know.
1: I, I think it's a I think it's a reasonable uh, rejection of the man trying to tell us what we can't set on fire.
0: <laughs> but the man tells you precisely what you can set on fire.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um is it are fireworks just legal where you
0: are? They're legal but they're not 100% legal. You can't right, You can't just like You can't well, like walk into a bar, light up some fireworks. <laughs> yeah, you uh, you can't have anything that launches into the air, I think. Like not even bottle rockets as far as I know, so you can have fountains, you can have little tanks and snakes.
1: When you say that you can't get any sleep because of your neighbors setting off fireworks, you mean that your neighbors are setting off fireworks at like 7:15 p.m., right? Now, when you would normally be sleeping.
0: Down around midnight you know i try i go to bed around 11:30 or so and uh-huh. if at like 2 in the morning i get woken up cuz some asshole is setting off fireworks i get a little testy nah i start feeling you should wake a little up,
1: testy. you should you should just look out the window and see by that rocket's red glare that that y- your country still exists the country that you love
0: maybe what i need to do should is be put a flag outside yeah i should put a flag outside and out, out in the back, so I can see it from my bedroom window, and that way I'll be grateful for the light and the sound. Yeah. Because exactly. then I'll be able to see that it's still there. Except in the neighborhood that I live in, somebody's probably going to steal it. You think so? so? Yeah. For the uh, scrap metal, because I plan to make it a, a flag made out of copper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, well, that's, I mean, that's the only way to
1: metal. pledge allegiance to our steampunk robot overlords.
0: Uh-huh. And instead of stars, uh, it's just fifty gears. Yeah. Well, fifty-one. For Puerto Rico, I feel like
1: in in a steampunk alternate past, Puerto Rico has definitely been annexed. Okay. Because of their because of their coal reserves.
0: Oh right, to run all of the, uh, the engines of industry all run on Mm -hmm. coal. So I mean, the zeppelins have got to have something to fly with.
1: Yeah, I don't. Does Puerto Rico have any coal? I know that like uh, the northeastern U.S. has coal. Isn't it from? Doesn't coal come from swamps? Like, ancient swamps?
0: Yeah, I think it comes from Loretta Lynn. Okay. Or Loretta or Lynn's father. dad. Her father, at least, yeah. yeah there, there's coal in Virginia. There, I know there's
1: more than corn in Indiana, but I don't know if one of the things more than corn that's there is coal.
0: I don't think so. I think there's you can, tobacco. You can either have corn or coal. We should run all of our power plants on tobacco.
1: Yeah. What could go wrong? We just burn tobacco. Clean, clean-burning, safe tobacco.
0: Yeah, and that way nobody would have to smoke cigarettes because the like Paul hanging in the air would yeah. constantly be refreshing your nicotine fix.
1: Exactly. It'd be it'd be delicious. Delicious and, and it would be a good appetite suppressant. Man, yep. that would cure the obesity problem in a in a heartbeat. And it would cure the heart disease uh heart disease problem in a lack of several heartbeats. Exactly. I think you're onto something, Mr. Skullhead.
0: I think so too. So, uh, so that
1: all of these fireworks were being put in a like a, a warehouse. Yes. Uh, so when the moon is full, this man becomes a house full of fireworks.
0: Exactly. Where uh, the werewolf. Uh, yeah. So that that was uh, some some bullshit. I was reminded of the conversation we had about like thighs rubbing together and chafing, because by the end of the second day, holy god, did I have two bright red patches of evil. That's that's awful. Yeah, it's it's just terrible.
1: And you were reminded of. I'm glad that when that happens to you, you think about me.
0: Yeah, like hey, remember that time when Zach and I sat and just kind of shot the shit about how it sucks to have fat thighs. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Apparently, the way that you you got a baby.
1: If anybody, if anybody in Minnesota is going to have baby powder, you'd think it'd be the guy with a baby.
0: No, I I I used it in the morning, but that was a ten hour day. You got to keep some in your. You got to keep yeah. some in your wallet. I got to keep some just in my crotch.
1: A little Ziploc bag of baby powder in your wallet. Hmm. Uh, never, never did anybody any harm,
0: unless you get pulled over and searched by the police.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That license registration and tiny bag of baby powder.
0: Oh, they'd be like, "Is this cocaine?" It's like, "No, it's baby powder." And they'll be like, "And to uh-uh. prove it, to
1: prove it, you'd be like, watch, and then you just you take your pants off and shake it all over your balls."
0: Yeah, exactly. And they'll go, actually, sir, we've, we've determined that this is cocaine. I'll go, oh, man, that explains why the baby's been so crotchety lately.
1: Uh-huh. Uh, do, does your... I don't know anything about children. Is your kid still shitting himself?
0: No, he's potty trained as fuck. It's awesome. Uh, when does that happen? Uh, You know, like, around about two... Right after his second birthday, we bought a little, like, kid's potty. Like a chamber pot. You still have to empty, just kind of lame, but.
1: Does it have, like, a clown face on it where you're uh, pooping into the clown's fanged maw?
0: No, uh, a beautiful woman. Oh, g- good, yeah. You know, we didn't want to put him off of clowns. Sure. Uh, we wanted him to, to know the appropriate place to poop is in mm-hmm. a woman's mouth. So, really, in- to deposit anything.
1: Yeah, and instead
0: out. of having to give him the like the book everybody poops, I just showed him two girls one cup. Yeah. So that was fine. Um, so you know, so we started like every now and again we just sit him on there, wait until he went to the bathroom and then go, "Hey, cool, you did it." Yeah, yeah. And actually while I was at Max Funcon, my wife decided to just go for it and put him in underwear instead of a diaper and just like, "Let me know when you need to go to the bathroom, kid." And a couple of times, he pees himself, and then he decides he doesn't like that, and so he learns to hold it in, like, in a in a matter of days.
1: So are, you, uh, cool. are you teaching him to be a gentleman and sit down to pee? You kind of have to, to start with. I'm sorry, are you teaching him to be a total sissy?
0: She my, my wife suggested to me that I provide an example for him by also sitting down to pee, and uh, I was having none of that shit.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say, did you uh, did you suggest to your wife that uh, you paid for most of that toilet and you were gonna do whatever the fuck you wanted to do it? That's what uh, I, I said. Suggested.
0: We can give him something to aspire to. Yeah,
1: uh, you should. You know, I I think I was potty trained uh, in a time when it was okay to just piss and shit in the yard. Yeah, uh, <laughs> maybe maybe it was a place rather than a time. I could be I could be thinking about that wrong. Um, I did do a lot of my uh, I did do a lot of my peeing outdoors in you know, in my younger days. It's very liberating. I still like to do it whenever I can. Yeah, which is you, usually... You sure do. <laughs> I, well, I hate pooping outdoors. Right. But, I mean, everybody hates that.
0: Except bears. But do,
1: do, I, do I pee outdoors in a way that makes you uncomfortable or sad, Mr. Skullhead? No, uh,
0: you're a member of a group that apparently is everybody but me. Where, like, that. if you're at a party, say, at a friend's house, and they have a big backyard, everybody's kind of hanging out, you're not going to go inside... To the bathroom if you have to pee, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you I mean, are. You go you, you and you're gonna
1: yeah. go wait in line with all the
0: girls. It's <clears throat> it, it's a weird thing. I don't want like some cop coming by and busting me because they can see my dick. Mm-hmm.
1: See, uh, your problem is that you have a dick that sticks out past uh, your zipper.
0: Right. You can just. If I could just tuck it back a little bit.
1: <clears throat> oh yeah, yeah. That's that's what I do. So I, fo- I fold it in thirds, so it's still pointing the right direction. It just doesn't go very far. Right. Um. Yeah.
0: No. Yeah. I don't know, man. You don't like you don't like peeing
1: with the breeze in your the breeze in your hair. Maybe
0: that's it. No, like if I'm out camping or something where there's nobody around, sure. But like, it never occurs to me in an in an urban setting or even a suburban setting that. I should just let fly outside. Mm. And apparently just, I'm, I'm kind of alone in that. So I'll be talking yeah. to somebody at a party and they'll just, excuse me a minute, turn around and start peeing. I mean,
1: I will walk away. I will walk, it depends on how much I've had to drink. But I will generally get to where no one can see me at all. If I'm really drunk, I will get to where, you know, nobody can see my front. That's uh-huh. where I keep my front, but...
0: That's but, you where you know. keep your front a lot.
1: <clears throat> I'm sad that uh, I now sleep on the second floor of a house because it was always nice being able to well okay I'm sad that I sleep on the second floor of a house whose yard is filled with scorpions because uh, it was nice in my previous house to just be able to I had them I had them put that door in the master bedroom so that I could go outside and be in the yard at night huh. instead of uh, instead of walking the probably slightly shorter distance to the toilet that isn't actually why I had them put that door in but uh,
0: you got to put it so you can get to that tiny, weird pool.
1: Yeah, yeah. That eight-foot diameter above-ground pool. (laughs) It probably wasn't eight feet. I worked with eight feet, and you're no eight feet. That's what I said to that pool.
0: Eight feet? Really? That was the claim?
1: Uh, No, I don't think anybody said it was eight feet. It was probably... I don't think I could touch both sides of it at once from inside it. No? It might have been... Yeah, I mean, maybe I could have. I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> and but by both sides. I mean it was a circle, so it really only has one side.
0: It oh, has two, um, the inside and the outside.
1: <clears throat> um so apart from uh hauling those fire well I I keep wanting to know more about this thing. Uh, so there are they just go back into some kind of warehouse to try and sell them again next year? Yeah. Yeah. Do they eventually get so old that they just decide no one's ever going to buy them and then they just throw them in a like a, like a, oh, that coal mine Incinerator. in Centralia, uh, Centralia, <laughs> uh, wherever, Pennsylvania, is it Centralia, Virginia, uh, that coal mine that's been on fire for like 60 years.
0: Oh, right, right, yeah. No, I, that, that I don't know what they do with was actually a fireworks
1: disposal accident.
0: The packaging on each individual firework is shoddy enough that after a while they'll lo- just look too beat up to think that anybody would ever buy them. And then yeah. I, I imagine that all the people who run the fireworks tents every year just get to take those home and see what they can do with them. Yeah, it wasn't a very good year for selling fireworks, though. Like, rainy for a couple of days, then too hot for a couple of days, and everybody being broke for the last four years. So I was alarmed. Uh, a lot of fireworks came back. Looking at
1: these things, at the at the various stands and stuff, how expensive some of the stuff was, and how cheap some of the stuff was, mm. like. It seemed to run the gamut. Like there were, there were definitely some like real shitty tanks. I like the tanks. I'm a big fan of those tank fireworks. Yeah. Um, there were some that didn't even roll though. It was like if it's a tank, it needs to have some fucking wheels on it, and it needs to have a little rocket engine on the back that goes off before the fuse ignites the cannons on the front of the tank. That's what those things do, right? Yeah. What I really wish is that there was a multi-stage thing where I would like move and shoot and move and shoot and move and shoot. That
0: would be awesome. And jump and move and jump and move and jump and move and stop. There were some big tanks I saw that were maybe like two or three times bigger than the regular ones. Ooh. I, those looked like they had some way of like making the turret move back and forth a little bit and then the thing would run. And, yeah. yeah. Look pretty cool. A remote I, uh, control
1: fireworks tank would be cool too.
0: I was heartily sick of fireworks of any kind by the end of my two twenty or 10 hour days
1: we uh we bought one thing uh that i feel like was like maybe six or seven bucks uh at the fireworks stand where everything was buy one get one free but it was a uh, it was called like a tie dye fountain and uh it was actually really cool it uh it sprayed all sorts of different uh, kinds of sparks and all sorts of different colors of sparks and it lasted like i would say over a minute huh just all these stages all these stages of sparks flying out of it and there was another one that advertised itself as a, a thing that would cause migraines oh um, neat which is so a little uh, a little thing that was just a s- extremely bright strobe light for <laughs> maybe 10 or 15 seconds and then a shower of sparks
0: yeah there are all kinds, of, all kinds of kinds the uh I just can't imagine that any of them are sufficiently different that they need to be differently packaged. Cause I remember think, I mean, the one year that we got a bunch of them from my friend. We we lit like, oh, this one is a lava lamp. Let's see what it does. Like, um, you know, shower of red, white, green, blue sparks. Cool. This one is a mind eraser. What does that do? Shower of red, white, green, blue sparks. Yeah, it, it's kind of the same no matter what. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, now that they're all pussy, you can't have bottle rockets anywhere or Roman candles. You can't have anything that goes any distance because of people who insist that they don't want shit to be on fire. Or, I mean, people who can't. You know you know the thing about the 70s? Everything was totally on fire.
0: Yep. Including back, when, the back when these things
1: were legal, the consequences were super dire. And uh, that's why after they completely rebuilt civilization from the ashes in, like, 1995, they decided, sanely and rightly to outlaw bottle
0: rockets. No, well, maybe they outlawed them because they were retarded and caused people to hurt themselves.
1: No. Oh. You know, if kittens caused people to hurt themselves, they wouldn't outlaw those. That's what I'm saying. I was reading this article about uh, some Metafilter post about how cats are responsible for, like, the extinction... Like, d- domesticated cats that have gone feral are responsible for so many extinctions of bird species that <laughs> it's like... They're like... <laughs> You know if they weren't cats you would have to characterize them as a as a pretty catastrophic environmental threat and so there's a lot of arguments about like well are they a a catastrophic environmental threat and it's like well kind of if if we're gonna if we're gonna both talk our talk and walk our walk then we kind of have to acknowledge that like oh yeah sometimes even things that are cute are bad uh, sometimes things that aren't just for poor people are also bad for the world, and so it's not okay to make them illegal.
0: <laughs> I was kind of confused to see how much some of that shit sells for. It seemed weird to me to buy, to, to drop like a hundred bucks on a single thing. It, it was a giant, you know, like four or five of the smaller ones all laced together that you lit at once, but at the same time, it, it's like, well, that hundred bucks bought me five minutes of pleasure. I remember the last
1: time there were—I I was probably four, four fourths of July ago. Somebody had been to a state where they sell real fireworks, and I want to say that these things were like, oh, five bucks each, but they were like just little spheres uh, with a fuse on them and a and a kind of a, a, a thing on the side of it so that it would remain upright. And uh you got a bunch of those, and then a, a just a fairly solid cardboard tube to launch them out of. And they actually like they were not like a uh, like a municipal fireworks display firework, which I feel like those have to cost those I have think. to cost just like hundreds, if not thousands of dollars a shot. oh yeah, right. Um, but it was similar to that. You know it would it would fly up thirty feet in the air, forty feet in the air, and then explode in a thing that looked like a firework. And they were like five bucks. You know, Hmm. I I don't really understand it. It, They're like anything that they sell on the beach in Mexico, right? It's like, well, this could cost anywhere from a dollar to $40, depending on how much you can convince someone to pay for it. Right. And so it's just, it's really going to be random. Yeah. There was a giant, uh, there was like a, I don't know, probably a six foot tall by three foot wide by one foot deep box of fireworks at this gas station in Picacho uh, that sold for like six or seven hundred bucks and it was all just the sort of bullshit like the collection of fireworks you get at Costco you know Uh which it's all like all this all this is gonna do is stuff that sprays sparks right because you can't have anything that actually launches and explodes anymore I don't know I don't know how to feel about it. You know, it's, like, something that was so cool when I was a kid, and I don't really think that it hurt that many people, right? Every once in a while, you'd hear about somebody who got hurt by some fireworks, but, sure. like, it's it's one of those things, like, coconuts falling on people, you know? Like, which, granted, you outlaw fireworks. Fewer people get killed by fireworks, I guess, even if it's, like, goes from one every ten years to zero every ten years. So, sure, okay technically that was a good idea and probably worth
0: doing I've failed to see what people are missing out on which I guess is not the way to think about it because like for guns say I don't see the point in owning any guns but I think people should be allowed to own whatever guns they want but like I grew up with fireworks being illegal so we went to the big municipal display and we saw awesome fireworks and then it was done and it was fine you know, we, we weren't really missing out on anything except for just round-the-clock explosions for the entire two weeks before and after July 4th, and I'm okay with that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. That and was never—you know, whenever we had parties in the summer, there were fireworks, right? And then and then later on, when fireworks became illegal, whenever we would have parties in the summer, there were even more fireworks because all of the police department's confiscated fireworks got set off at our parties. <laughs> and it was like, well, th- these are cool, you know, like Roman candles are cool. It is fucking cool to put a thing in your hand and light the end of it and then shoot fireballs at stuff. For like a kid who wanted more than anything to be a wizard, that <laughs> was like the best possible toy. You know, and it's like uh, maybe some kids burned their hands or something, and and I like. You know, it it, it you're right uh, that it's not that important, right? But but it's one of those things where like, well, first, you know, first they came for something that I didn't like and I didn't say anything. And then uh, suddenly they came for something that I did like and I was like, "What the fuck?" And they're like, "What? We're just doing what we've always been doing." You know. <laughs> I mean, it's like you you we I feel like the last time we had this discussion about fireworks, your point of view basically came down to, "Yeah, I'm okay with them being illegal because I don't personally like them." And it's like well, okay, that's one way to feel.
0: I just don't I feel that people enjoy playing with them is enough of a reason for something to be legal if it's also like a public nuisance and dangerous. So,
1: yeah, the question I, of a the question of a public nuisance is
0: I mean not a question at all, dude you you I need you to be in my neighborhood for like a week and to, to have you know, like the houses here are like ten feet apart, right? Yeah, okay.
1: I mean, and, uh, and they're assholes
0: lighting like, the shit off after midnight, which is too fucking late The thing is, they're, they're probably they're probably not assholes. They're probably like drunk
1: kids doing the kind of shit that we did when we were drunk kids, and the people that were around us, you know, didn't like d- didn't call in the black helicopters to confiscate everybody's fire. Like, I
0: I will call I, the police I, when I hear shit after midnight. I, okay, because they're but, not supposed to be setting them off after ten o'clock. Okay. So, you know, after midnight, you know, 10 to midnight, like, okay, dude, I get it. Like, normal people are still awake. Sure. I mean, do you, like, have you become the guy that calls the
1: cops if your neighbors have a party with loud music? No. So, I mean, what's the difference? Although the night that
0: they, the night that they were, like, still bumping bass at two in the morning, yes, I called the cops. Because if I went over there, I could get shot. That's, That's not the way you deal with stuff in the hood I mean you probably uh, would you really have gotten shot I mean well it could have been like a couple of families having a cool party and it could have been a couple of crips having a cool party that's just you know this is where we live
1: sure I mean I you know I I don't know how serious that threat is but I think in general in most people's mind that threat the threat of getting shot if you go ask your neighbors to turn the music down is effectively zero no matter how much it feels like a threat right so I don't know I mean it's one of those things where I would not be surprised to find out that it had never happened to anyone and I would also not be surprised to find out that like oh yeah like like 10 upstanding white people get killed every year because they complain about somebody's music being too loud you know
0: yeah, it happened. It totally happened to this friend of mine. Well, his cousin. Uh-huh.
1: Well, it was uh, I mean, he, he went over there. He was like, look, my, my wife, I have to take my wife to the hospital because she was fucking herself with a hot dog and it broke <laughs> off inside her.
0: Right. Uh, and we're and still I, in mourning it. because our babysitter got high on LSD and baked our baby thinking it was a turkey. Uh-huh.
1: And we couldn't even eat it because she put razor blades inside it to give to the trick-or-treating kids.
0: And when we tried to drive to the funeral, there was a rapist hanging out in the parking lot pretending that he was helping people load their groceries.
1: Whoa, is that a real thing? What's that? I've never even heard of that.
0: Oh, there's a... There are a bunch of email forwards about, like, where the rapists are hiding and how they're tricking you into getting raped.
1: Mm -hmm. They have over 9,000 penises and all of them are raping children.
0: Right. Ding. Do do you have have an old-timey spittoon in your office now? Now, sometimes I drop the the hose to the hookah, and the end of it's metal, and it hits the metal leg of my desk. Ooh. Well, now it's like time to turn time the to page on. when you hear the chimes ring like this.
1: You know, I bet most of our listeners don't get that.
0: I know, it's very sad.
1: We See, when we were kids, everybody out there listening who's under 30, which maybe maybe I'm kidding myself, maybe nobody under 30 listens to our stuff. <laughs> right uh we had things called books and record (laughs) book on record book and record uh where it was like a little uh seven inch uh lp and a book that had a folder in the back that the lp would go in and you would listen to the record and read along in the book and the record would provide sound effects And the record would say at the beginning, you'll know by whatever sound, and it would give you a sound. And in, like, the case of the cool ones that I had, it was like, you'll know when these fucking sweet-ass laser guns shoot that it's time to turn the page.
0: Or you'll know when the creepy sound of the Gremlins' eggs opening (laughs) scares the shit out of you for the rest of your childhood that it's time to turn the page. I don't remember if I had a Gremlins one or not. I know I had some,
1: like, uh, Masters of the Universe ones. Actually I think the masters of the universe one might have been a book and cassette when that when that tech got going.
0: Did you plug it into your uh Teddy Ruxpin? Yes. We were I did. a little bit early for Teddy Ruxpin actually. We were too old yeah, for that. Yeah, we were I think happened.
1: we were too old for Teddy Ruxpin when Teddy Ruxpin existed.
0: We were old I, enough we were, cool. to put like death metal cassettes in there and see what happened, I feel. Or in my case uh, you had Christian it. rap.
1: Yeah, you had a younger sister, so you actually got to you had to you got to mess with some of the stuff that you were technically too old to have.
0: Somebody took a while back a lot of those books on records and did them in Flash, huh? So that I could and I downloaded the Gremlins one, but haven't read it yet. I need to do that to 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 get some closure for my childhood. The one I really want this uh, sound
1: effect. If there's a uh, the book and record for Disney's The Black Hole had. What I felt as a child was just the coolest laser shooting sound effect, huh. ever. Uh, and it was when uh, it was when Maximilian uh, finally revealed himself to be like a bad guy robot and was chasing the dudes and shooting them. Hmm. I kind of want to watch <clears throat> that movie again, but I kind of don't want to watch that movie again because there's so much stuff in it that I think of as being so cool that probably isn't. You know, yeah, you know that it's, it can't possibly be. Yeah. And and it's like there, there was a lot of stuff that I that I uh, the guy who moves the lever to fire the gun on the Death Star that destroys Alderaan uh, occupies this very similar space in my head to these guys with mirrored faces uh, like mirrored face masks that were operating the machinery in the black hole. Hmm. Um, and at some point, I think there's a reveal where they break one of them and there's no guy inside it. They're they're oh, just like automatons, that. yeah, of some sort. um Yeah, I don't know. Shiny face, moving levers. That's that's the Venn diagram. My head. <laughs> um, yeah, if you find if you know where that book on record thing is, you should let me know about it because I want to see that. I want to relive those parts of my childhood. It's it's weird to think that like there's nothing that you could show a kid now because you know it wasn't like our minds were blown by that. It was like oh yeah okay, of course you'd have like a you'd have like an experience that involves looking at stuff and hearing stuff at the same time yeah. right cuz it's kind of like lo-fi TV yeah
0: right? but i, I mean, could see somebody doing something similar on like the ipad and have kids accept that just kind of in a blasé way yeah i mean i'm sure that
1: there is stuff like that right like i i feel like all kids software is kind of like that except it's it's interactive did you with your kid did you get any of the did you get any, like, kid computer shit? Like, have you... No. Have you gotten... No?
0: No. I, I think that I want him to be interested in tech and to be pretty well-versed in it, but I want him to get into reading first. So, like, I don't want books that make noises at him or turn pages for him or read themselves to him, that kind of shit. And I'd rather not have him learn to count by playing some, like, laptop-looking thing. Because he's already learning all of those things from, like, puzzles and books and us. So once we get all of that established and and the habits of reading and everything, then, yeah, totally. Video games, computers, everything. But I think he's just a little too young for it. I think it's weird to have a kid who's, like, five and can only read off a video screen. Yeah, I wonder.
1: I mean, like, I I understand that, and that's probably what I would be doing, but I just, I wonder, you know, like, I wonder to what extent your kid is likely to encounter books when he is 10 years old. Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, I guess books is a thing that they'll have in the cheap school districts. Although I guess that's only seven years from now, so maybe not. Maybe it won't change that much.
0: I think there will still be books around but i would rather him get acquainted with books as books before ebooks even if he's going to grow up the, for most of his life with ebooks yeah yeah i wonder i mean it's there's there's so much
1: there's such a deep rooted like iconography of like oh you know this is where this is where the smart guy lives and you can tell because all the books on the shelves right like there's there's a bunch of shit like and you know and it's weird, like we still use candles Right, like I was talking to I was talking to uh, the the uh, I was talking to the crew out here in, in San Diego, about we went to a restaurant yesterday and they had one of those uh, little like a fake tea light, you know, like the LED, yeah. the orange LED that flickers like a candle. That's exactly the form factor of a tea light, and in a way, it's like you know, just put some fucking tea lights in here. But then in another way, it's like well, you know, I guess they. I don't know where this wax comes from. It's probably either petroleum or you got to kill some animals for it. So maybe we don't need Bees. Maybe we don't need to just use all these these tea lights. Just, ju- you know, oh, we're going to provide a tiny amount of light and a little little bit of atmosphere that most people don't care about. It's, at what cost? Right. I mean, I, you know, I'm not saying make tea lights illegal and make it so you can only have these things, because you know what that LED does not do is uh, make your shit smell less bad right. in the bathroom. But, but I wonder, like, at what point are we just going to stop seeing candles anywhere?
0: I hope that we don't. It's, yeah, but I'm... Cause i Because I kind of feel like the people who make the little LED candles came up with this thing. Like, well, why would anybody buy this instead of a candle? And then there started to be... There's some propaganda about how burning candles is hazardous to your health. And how that they give, the smoke that a candle gives off is just as Bad as cigarette smoke, there's just not as much of it, and you're way safer if you have these lights. And it's like, yeah, I don't know. I've yet to see a light that can reproduce what candlelight looks like.
1: I've never seen, I've never seen any of that. I, I mean, I feel like that if if there's anything that's gonna make them uh, these things ubiquitous, it's that they'll just eventually be cheaper than candles, huh. right? Which seems fucking crazy, but like a gallon of gas is cheaper than a gallon of milk, and that's fucking crazy right so like the uh, i don't think that the the particular uh systems that we've built up in the world are are as headed towards an imminent collapse as a lot of people would have you believe i think shit's just going to keep getting weirder for at least another 20 or 30 years yeah before it really starts to hit the fan um but i wonder you know i mean a tea light is like 15 cents so i doubt if you can get an a, an led tea light for uh for 15 cents, but I bet you can get it for a dollar.
0: There's like the scented the the nature of the scent. It seems really weird to to do like a little LED and a little heating element and a little flavor oil when you could just have a candle that has the scent built into it and just burn the thing. At some yeah, point I don't know that the, I've, the I've, I've encountered one of
1: the ones with the scent either. But I just like at some point, you know, like it's it's weird to me to think. I mean, I guess even when I was a kid, there were like occasionally you would get like a flashlight for free right yeah. and i thought that was pretty amazing when i was a kid like wow it's a little battery-powered flashlight that was just given away as a promotional item because that was the point at which like all right so we've we finally cracked the code and we can make a flashlight that costs like 75 cents to manufacture right so it's only worth giving that away with the phone company's name on it or whatever um and you know i mean shit just shit like that just keeps getting cheaper like I'm really curious, how much it costs if we if we wanted to buy a thousand of those fake tea lights, would they be ten cents each? Huh. You know, and at at what point does a candle become like a weird, like a thing that you have to go to like one of those crazy colonial cities to buy? Uh huh. A, a thing that is so specialized that like it becomes a kind of a boutique item because nobody uses them in a commodity. Sense anymore,
0: yeah. I and mean, uh, you you see more and more of them. They're like things that are supposed to look like a pillar candle that is burned halfway down. Yeah, and has the little flickering light in them. And yeah, it it does the same thing to me that an ebook book does, which is you can do this without any tech at all. Why do you need this other shit?
1: And it's always weird to see like a tech that is built on. Mimicking an older tech, too, right? Like, eh, they flicker because candles flickered. Candles flickered because of, like, the nature of fire.
0: Right.
1: Right. Which they wouldn't have flickered if somebody could figure out how to make them not flicker. Because, like, people were trying to fucking read by that shit when they were in common rotation, you know? But, like, yeah.
0: I don't, I don't know. I saw, an, I saw kind of a fun article dissecting icons that we use every day and how they don't make much sense to kids. Like, not even kids, but people in their 20s. Uh Uh-huh. Like, the little save icon on a word processor.
1: Yeah, when when most people people alive have never seen a floppy disk.
0: Right. I don't know if that's true. Hardly a man is now alive who has seen a floppy disk. (laughs) Like, my network still has a picture of a computer connected by a, a cable. To another computer. Mm-hmm. I
1: mean, my network at home still has computers connected by cables to other computers. Well, this
0: computer just happens to be, yes, connected by a... But, like, this, the old Skype logo was a phone. Like a, yeah. an old Bakelite phone.
1: Yeah, that you know, is going to be... Strange new going to be weird. Because there's nothing... Like, there is no iconic outline of what a phone looks like now.
0: Right? Yeah. Or it would just be a square. <laughs> or like a rectangle with a smaller rectangle inside of it. They're like, what? Why? This is, what I, this is my software
1: that emulates a bar of soap? Exactly. This is my software that emulates a framed photograph of, um, I don't know, a nudie shot of Marilyn Monroe?
0: You have cool stuff in your house. Yeah. It's all rectangular. I love that bar of soap that has the picture of Marilyn Monroe on it. I spent yeah. a lot of time in your shower. Mostly yeah. because I was fantasizing about how I would tile it, but, uh... Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying, you like, know. I get the feeling that you think, when I go to your house and talk about how I want to change all your shit, that I think that your stuff is terrible or, or something. It's really not, I just have a sickness.
1: I know, I know, and it's it's just one of those things where you, you have a sickness that many, many people in this world share, and, you know, and, and as I age, more and more people in my peer group share... And it's a thing that I still just kind of can't understand. It's like, all right, well, I could spend a whole bunch of money making the place I shit look 10% nicer than it looks. Or I could just keep only going in there when I shit and use that money to buy more video games. Yeah. Right? And at some point maybe the, the former will start to make more sense to me than the latter, but like I'm still but at it, the point where I just feel like you're crazy. Yeah, it's and a so hobby th- though. there's almost every other adult.
0: You know, like, it's it's a hobby. You have the door open on this room, you walk by it, you go, hmm, I could do, like, a, a project in there that would make it look really cool. You know, like, why build a sculpture of the Death Star out of Legos rather than just buying a toy Death Star?
1: Sure, you're right. I mean, it, because you, you know, well, because this way, the way I do it is more expensive. It right. must be better.
0: Well, so you it's, so you buy these things and you assemble them and... You have some pride of a job well done, you know. You're not doing anything groundbreaking, anything that, that nobody else couldn't do with just a little bit of elbow grease, but it's it's fun to have done it.
1: Sure. I guess, to me, like, building a model of the Death Star out of Legos is just so much more interesting than... Because when I'm done, there's a model of the Death Star in my house, and when you're done, that's still just a bathroom, dude.
0: That's like, an awesome bathroom. yeah. You should uh, okay. see it now. It's, it's done. It's good looking. Yeah. It looks, it looks okay. good. Yeah.
1: Cool. I mean, I, I'm hoping that by the time I come to visit you again, you won't have decided to remodel it again.
0: Because, uh, yeah, we, we always want to be in mid model when you get there.
1: I See, I think that my house is all exactly as it was when it was built. I, I think that the, it was built by some old people. Who lived there and just maybe got so old that they died and then somebody else had the house that didn't have it long enough to like spend a lot of time or effort on it huh. and then I got it and so I, I I, don't know I think that all of my fixtures are original like say 1980 fixtures Yeah, because uh, I can't imagine at any point in the interim those things anyone deciding to buy those things a lot of those school. things
0: are still for sale though
1: do you have to get them at like whatever that place is that sells pieces of houses that fell apart
0: (laughs) no like in in your average home depot or something you can buy those gold fixtures and then the cultured marble countertops and stuff
1: i mean i guess you'd want people to be able to if one of my if one of my faucets breaks and i want to replace it do i want to replace it with something that then makes it look different than all of my other faucets or you know like that's i guess that's a need that's being served there right Right, I mean, anything anything that was popular within the last 20, I feel like you ought to be able to get a screw that will go into it and not look like shit, right? No matter how much stuff has changed. You know?
0: yeah. I'm just saying, if I find myself in Arizona for, like, a month, just let me do it, man. I, I'll you, you can pick out some shit that you like, and I will do it. And you don't care either way, you know? It would bring me joy. Yeah, but I like the shit that's already
1: it's already in there. I, I mean, the, the thing I fear more than
0: anything is change. You know that. Yeah, if you like it, then sure, man. Then I should have put a ring on it. Yeah. If you like that bathtub, you should have put a ring. You should have put a ring around it. You got uh, all uh, roboty there. Did I? Yeah. Something's, uh, something's am happening. Am I still all roboty? Is there something wrong with my innertrons? Sounds like it. Do you want Let me hang up on you and call you right back. Okay. Ribbiting Radio What did you think of this call, says Skype I did not think highly of it
1: Hello Yeah, still a I little
0: Still I'm a little tinny enough. I'm still robot-y I am still robot I do not know why I don't have any BitTorrents open I was BitTorrenting every episode of Days of Our Lives And uh, that just finished, so Oh, cool We're all good now
1: How many episodes of Days of Our Lives were there? I, I had hundreds, thousands, thousands. Seven thousand Several over a thousand. Several. Hey, do you want to uh, do you want to read some questions from from our fan base?
0: Yeah, let's get in there.
1: Uh, let's see. So the first three quarters of this thread are just people asking questions that everybody has asked in the past, and other people answering those questions on our behalf. So we'll. Uh, Thanks, guys. We'll let that go on. Uh, Beast Hate You has given me some impetus, says Evil Ernie13013, to do a bunch of runs quicker than I usually would, and I love the early level revamp stuff more each time I see it. Have you considered doing touch ups to the places that you don't quest in but still have to go to beat the tower? I'm thinking 8 bit realm, specifically mini Koopa, man. We need it. Turtle Tamers are dying for their own Koopa. Huh. They're dying for our Koopas. Um, yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's still what we were talking about, because I forget what the the excuse was oh it was the turtle tamer taming thing the mini Koopa I mean that's funny it's a funny joke sure Uh, I think the thing that stops me from doing that is every time I try to make uh, an item icon uh, by editing the larger Koopa icon and it always looks like shit and I think well in the amount of time that I spent doing that I could have just drawn a Koopa and I never do
0: also sorry to hear Uh. about your impetus you can uh, there are drugs you can take for that now or we could wait yeah, a half an hour and try again. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, finally, I was wondering if the power that Bee's experience so far with the Bone Star shirts has made you more or less likely to do similar limited time products in the future. I bet Crimbo shirts will be ordered by many people that ordered a Bone Star shirt or Skeleton Invasion shirts or Rock Event related shirts back when the event was taking place. You know, it's just been. Uh, they're still not done, right? It. it, it. I don't know why. So, like, we based the whole, like, six to eight weeks in the store on that was what our supply chain was. From going from dollars to shirts ready to ship to people was about that amount of time. Seems like it's been longer than that. Even if it hasn't actually been longer than that, which Hot Stuff is shaking his head saying that it hasn't been longer than that. Right. (laughs) Uh, And granted, I'm the wrong person to ask this because it was hard for me to imagine anybody being excited about this to begin with. But I kind of feel like, all right, this thing shows up and you're like, oh, yay, this thing that I really wanted eight weeks ago. And I kind of remember now, you know, and I mean, they're still cool shirts or whatever, but like there's been a lot of work for people, not me in particular, but like yeah I I don't know you know as he said uh, for another example I know there have been many requests in the past for class avatar shirts with the response being it's just not worth it really only about a six the players would be interested in each class and we'd have to order and store a bajillion of them which is understandable but if you made them available one at a time for two months each uh, I guess you know it's just that it's like it basically becomes somebody's job to do that and we don't make enough money from selling the shirts to even pay somebody to have a job right Yeah, (laughs) it's like Always somebody who also has a different job in addition to dealing with the shirts and stuff. I don't know.
0: You know I would I say that this particular this. shirt though the Bone Star shirt, like a whole bunch of people ordered it, right? Like yeah, more yeah. shirts than we would sell in a year, maybe? I is don't that know. A, or is would, that a ridiculous claim?
1: Yeah, I, I don't think it's a, no, I don't think it's a ridiculous claim. I mean, that, that might be, but still, you know, more shirts than we sell in a year is is a, like a fraction of a single Mr. A in the money that it, or a single item of the month in terms of the money that we make from it, right? So sure. it's, I mean, that's the thing, like shirts are a thing, but they are, a, they are an extremely minor thing in my mind as, you know, my mind, everybody else, to everybody else, they're a big deal, right? Oh, shirts, cool, shirts. That's a thing you have because you're a real company as you sell shirts. And it's like my mom is like, you, you guys, you should make new shirts. You should make new shirts because people buy them. People buy them. I'm like, well, yeah, people buy them. But like it, it, the, the position that they occupy in in the, you know, the sort of CEO's head and the position that they occupy in the books are similarly small. Right. So it's like a thing. And it has always been a thing that I have begrudgingly done because people want them, not because you know, we could just we could sell them for slightly more, I guess.
0: But we don't and want to.
1: Would be a thing, you know. Uh, but but I don't want to, right? I mean, I, I want it to be like I want it to be a fair price that reflects reality, and not like I get that reality is often a thing that contains like a nine hundred percent markup on a thing that's being sold to you. But like that seems like bullshit to me, so I don't want to do it. Hmm. You know, and I, yeah. yeah, I don't know, you know. It, it, I think you see T-shirt companies going in and out of business all the time because selling T-shirts is just not, like... It's a thing that everybody thinks, oh, yeah, sell the T-shirts, you'll make a mint. But, like, no, you'll maybe make a little bit of money if you sell T-shirts. And you sell a lot of them. Yeah. You know, I guess, like, the Homestar Runner guys probably made a decent amount of money by selling T-shirts. You know, I... Like... They quit their jobs and did Homestar stuff full time for a few years, right? So they were making, yep. you know, they were making at least two working class salaries from all of the shirts that they sold hmm. and made. They were really pimping their store, like all the time, right? There was constantly new products going in there. Like, I guess that's how Penny Arcade makes their money, and they're doing pretty good.
0: Uh, do you think it's not advertising that's most of Penny Arcade's money?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, you're probably right. because their advertising is exorbitant, as I understand it.
0: And we people have always asked us whether wh- why we don't advertise on Penny Arcade, and part of it is they hate us. Part of it is that it's really expensive. Yeah,
1: you know i don't I don't know that they I don't know that they hate us. they're they're at least. I, I, I think they they tend to adopt an era of sort of willful indifference to a lot of things I I doubt we would make their uh, make their approval cut even if we were willing to pay I I don't think you know it's also just I I don't know that (coughs) and and I mean you know I'm going to fly in the face of everything that has ever been taught in every business class but I don't know that we are a product that would make any money as a result of spending money on advertising like the the marginal forays that we've made into that have not really yielded anything Um, yeah except in except in very particular cases like the first time we went to comic con we might have gotten as a result of that enough new signups that over time like amortized out against the users and the the like sort of yeah you know the the whatever the whatever amount of money that we get per user that signs up which i'm sure is some number that i probably should know but i don't okay uh that maybe it paid for that trip the first time but it certainly hasn't paid for the subsequent ones and the gains that we get from the subsequent ones haven't paid for it it's we're you know we're, we continue to go to comic because we will eventually have something else that desperately needs to be promoted because it is new yeah. right um <clears throat> so yeah the shirts man i don't know i don't know it, it, th- this hasn't been any skin off of my back, so if the people who actually did the legwork to make this shirt thing happen said, hey, let's do another limited edition shirt, I would say, uh, okay, if you want to, I guess. <laughs> See I you mean, next week. I mean, really sounded like that last one kind of sucked, but if you guys are gluttons for punishment, then knock yourselves out. <clears throat> but, yeah,
0: you know. I guess if we didn't have a revenue stream that was substantial that involved no shipping and no creation of things, and, you know, just trading money for, you know, in we'll substantial work that we items. Would
1: work if, that we would be doing anyway, right? I if mean, we
0: didn't uh, have that revenue stream, then the T-shirt thing would look a little better. But next to the money that we're making on, you know, intangibles, it, it seems weird to have to focus on tangible products.
1: And it's like we can't,
0: you know, you and I can
1: make video game stuff, right? Like, you, yep. you, you and I can, can do work that m- improves the product that is our livelihood. And you and I, like, you know, we're not, like, dudes who are going to make a lot of T-shirts, right? Like, that's just kind of not what we do. Right. And so the making T-shirts work is, like, stuff that, you know, the labor they, that gets, gets farmed out to the people who answer the mail and stuff, right? So it's... Uh, If it was a thing that people could do that would make us some money that was uh, occupying time that would otherwise not be spent doing anything that also made us money in a less direct way, then sure. And I just, you know, I don't know if it is or not. Hmm. Uh, NatNet says, hey guys, love the shows. Uh, I've been listening to old recordings as part of my daily commute. I'm currently at May-June 2006. Dipping into the archive leads me to a couple of questions. One, you mentioned that the file creation date of index.php was January 30th, 2003. I think it was 1254 p.m. That means the 10th anniversary is creeping up sooner than I would have thought. Do you think you'll do anything special to celebrate a decade of awesome gameness? Can you reflect a little on how the last 8.5 years have compared to your ever-changing expectations for the game and the company? You know, five years was always my maybe this'll last another number, and uh, it's you know, as 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 the the sort of window of time slides forward, it's encompassing more and more uh, utterances of me saying that in the past. Um, man, I don't know. I didn't have any expectations for the game and the company. If anything, my expectations have always been extremely pessimistic. I mean, yeah. I, I, I keep thinking that like, God, tomorrow everybody's gonna realize that this shit sucks. And we can finally stop.
0: Um, I don't and we'll retire to a cardboard box behind a grocery store.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, I think that if you had told me ten years ago what my life for the last eight and a half years uh, would have been like, I would have been uh, surprised and excited. I think if you had fun?
0: told us that... I think if we had seen a couple of screenshots from KOL or looked at the KOL wiki as it stands now in 2003 we would have been shocked to see that it had turned into the giant game that was built on itself kind of amazing
1: Uh, then he says in May 2005 you seemed really excited about a hypothetical naughty sorceress outfit dropping in parts with a piece dropping randomly upon her defeat i.e. she could drop the paisleys or a corset or one of five pieces of a staff that could eventually be put together how do you feel about this idea now? Well, I mean, it sounds like a very 2005 World of Warcraft, uh... thing. Uh Uh-oh. Um... You know, where... I mean, we... We eventually did some of that with the clan dungeon bosses, right? And it's just... You know, I don't know why it never... I don't know why it never happened with the sorceress. You know, she does finally drop something now, and it's... We didn't have to come up with some new elaborate scheme. We just... Well, we had to come up with a different new elaborate scheme. Uh... You know, she, she drops Plexi. And, uh stainless steel stuff. It's pretty yeah. cool. And I figured out what was going on with the Xenomorph. Uh, it was only attacking in the Cobb's Knob Barracks and two of the uh, Fernsworthy's Tower Zones.
0: I was really happy to see people trying desperately to reconcile the barracks thing narratively. Yeah. It's like, well, I guess that's the closest thing we have to a space marine, and I guess they wouldn't like... They must not be fond of members of the military. And I love it when people give us too much credit.
1: Yep. Uh, Psyche says, I'm really liking the random images from the spider familiar. There are so many monsters I've never seen or don't remember. A douchebag with a smiley face? A fish apparently made of potato chips? It makes me wish I could easily find out what each monster was and where it really lives. I'm not asking you for it. I'm not asking for you to implement this, just commenting that it's fun to be shown all the stuff I never see. And so the douchebag was actually the old Amen enema image from the palindrome. Yeah, but it has to be on a monster somewhere.
0: That's a little weird. I don't know
1: why that would be in the list of things that... uh let's see hey you know we could take a break and i could look up this i could look up this while i also get another beer
0: all right we will set up us about fourteen minutes of break and we're back
1: cool that was that was a good break i got a beer i looked into uh... i looked into this enema monster Did you uh, find it? turns it? out it is a monster that C.D. Moyer keeps to test various things. And from looking at it, I think I can, uh, I can see things that he was testing with it. Uh, he was testing uh, dissociating uh, pickpocket ability from conditional drops on items uh, based on the seal clubbing club and stolen accordion and turtle totem and pasta spoons uh, and ravioli hats that all have different combinations of those things on it. Uh, he was testing the uh, Uncle Hobo uh, throwing, uh, throwing uh, gift items at a thing uh, in order to kill it. And uh, he was apparently also testing uh, your thing, where uh, attack messages or weapon texts will specify particular body parts on a monster, uh, because this body part or this monster has the body parts wiener and balls.
0: Hmm. So he he's on the same level as the rest of us. I thought he was. <laughs> yeah, above all of stuff. the monster
1: stats are sixty-nine. Awesome. And it is a sleaze. Uh, the, the fish made out of potato chips was the rock fish from the Rock Monster Man. I was afraid that I had fucked up and uh, some of the unreleased uh, sea stuff was uh, leaked in there, because I thought I'd taken it all out,
0: but I, I hadn't. You know, a fish made out of potato chips is kind of funny. We haven't done the, the fish and chips joke. Oh,
1: that's true. We haven't.
0: Oh, we just did. Uh,
1: Yeah, you you wanted to talk about this
0: Twitter thing. I I guess, looking at it, there's not much to say about the Twitter thing. So Carbo110 says, uh, One bad thing about KOL is that the Peace Stone has uh, the peace sign, which is a bad sign. Look it up. Please remove it and replace it with another sign. So, like, my immediate answer was, no, there's, like, paranoid Christian propaganda from the 80s held that the peace sign was a broken cross and was kind of a, a Wiccan sign and then there's reality which is it was invented in 1958 by a guy for total nuclear disarmament it looks like a symbol that kind of looks like that has been in use in various other places including like without the circle around it it's been used as some kind of runic sign for death or uh you know, like shown up on people's jackets and shit during World War II mhm but uh, we're what we're concerned with is what hippies think that it means and hippies think that it was invented in 1958 and stands for total nuclear disarmament
1: I searched for peace sign evil in Google and the the, the top results are uh, from Jesus is right which uh, is sadly that, down for maintenance down for maintenance what the fuck man how am I supposed to how am I supposed to know nazarites.net. Uh, 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 exposing satanism.org mm. remember in the 80s when satanism was the biggest imaginary threat we faced Yep. instead of like you know depending on what color silly bands your daughter wears that's what she takes it in
0: <laughs> a blue one means the lunchbox <laughs> she takes it in the lunchbox she,
1: she takes it in the ferret uh, uh, the, um... every once in a while you'll find that special girl who takes it in the dishwasher
0: oh yeah the uh, yeah the i remember that i had a shirt with some peace signs on it growing up and i wasn't allowed to wear it to church because there were enough old people there that would assume that i was either worshipping satan on purpose or on accident
1: okay and i kind well, of think we were
0: high right a sign any kind of symbol means pretty much what the majority of people think it means right like you, yeah. you can't accidentally be a Satanist because you're wearing some symbol that some Satanist thinks is satanic wait
1: didn't we have that argument though about banning 7-7 because a handful of crazy people decided it meant Heil Hitler
0: yeah and we're not going to have it again but sure um I I, 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 there's there's got to be a threshold right like you can't wear a swastika and say, well, actually, this is an ancient Buddhist sign for peace, so.
1: Well, right, but, but I mean, I think that's because the majority of people think of it as a Nazi thing, right?
0: Yeah, and the majority Whereas, like, of people think the, the peace people... sign is, is a peace sign. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think, uh, you know. You're not going to accidentally worship
1: Satan. You know, if, if you can. It seems so quaint to me. That notion seems so quaint to me that I can't believe it would happen now that like people would still be freaking out about that you know like are there still like there there seems to be all of these weird like scares about people having sex now whereas when we were kids it was about them worshiping the devil right
0: but i would wager that a lot of people that grew up in the 80s and never bothered to verify any of that still believe that all of that it was totally real and continues to this day well okay fair enough
1: i'm curious like that that does seem i mean it could be just that you know the things that i'm paying attention to now all involve high school girls having sex
0: exactly
1: and and not like junior high boys worshiping satan which is also not what i was paying attention to and i mean i remember like getting in trouble in grade school once for for having a a magazine that uh it was a it was a an dragon magazine that like had a painting of a wizard standing in a pentagram, like, summoning demons. And it was like, this looks like it's about devil worship. And I'm like, yeah, you know, that's that's actually a pretty reasonable assessment of the, of, of this particular case. Um, I can see why you would think that. Uh, but then it turned out I wasn't being sent to the principal's office for real. I was, I, the, the guy just needed an excuse to send me to the principal's office so that when I was sent back they could have a party for me. I felt like a real asshole for being angry.
0: Was that is that did that actually happen?
1: Yeah, it did. It was wow. like my last day of school and they were having a they were going to throw a going away party for me and the teacher figured that I was so used to getting sent to the principal's office that it wouldn't seem weird for him to send me to the principal's office.
0: So you were the guy so, who like me was getting sent to the principal's office for like reading ahead? Or reading a different book because you'd already finished your work, right?
1: Uh, oh, well, sure. You weren't like lighting.
0: You was not like lighting shit on fire in the back row or something.
1: I wasn't. I couldn't keep my fucking mouth shut. Was why I was constantly being sent to the principal's Were office. Were you trying like, to use just
0: logic on people?
1: I would no. I would just. I would just take every opportunity to like <laughs> make people laugh, right? And often it didn't work. And I, I, I honed my uh, comic ability and and timing and uh, selection of material in the fires of humiliation
0: yeah
1: uh but uh, more often than not what would happen is that i would just get kicked out of class because i wouldn't shut up because you know i mean i mean i think it stemmed from the same place as reading ahead i mean i got griped at for for not paying attention when it's like fucking i don't know what education is like these days but if they still have people like, alright, so now we're going to take this room full of kids and each of them is going to read five sentences of this fucking thing and you're going to sit here
0: snail's pace
1: spending, spending 30 times as long as it takes you to read this and then getting yelled at because you're fucking bored and like drawing a maze yeah. on a sheet of paper um, You know, but they, when they put me in the gifted classes I would just fuck off and not do the work so then I'd get <laughs> put back in the classes where I was bored <laughs> right so it wasn't you know there wasn't any solution for me I was a fucking obnoxious kid I'm amazed that I made it to 15 without anybody just killing me
0: it is kind of weird to think back like all of these people that I thought were just horrible bullies a lot of them had a point
1: yeah they were just normal people who were sick of our bullshit
0: (laughs) yeah like well I insulted that guy's mom I said she was ugly I thought I was just telling the truth cuz I had just seen her and she was totally ugly and he got mad about that. What the hell? Yeah. You're know, like I challenged this guy to a fight and then when I thought better of it, I ran home and said that I had to babysit my little sister, you know, like I ran and got a teacher so that I wouldn't have to fight this guy that I challenged to a fight. Like, of course nobody liked me. I was kind of an asshole. Yeah.
1: Hey, you know, what are you going to do?
0: Nothing uh, everything, asshole.
1: everything up until now has made us who we are, Mister Skullhead.
0: Exactly.
1: And they, you know, now we're only kind of assholes.
0: <laughs> we're self-aware assholes.
1: Ah, mm-hmm. oh, boy. Uh, It's Me, You Idiot, says, Hey, guys, I particularly like these new special challenge paths with the new Ascension revamp, but a part of me worries that the work spent on the special challenge paths each season will prevent work from being done on other new content, like content-heavy items of the month, new quests, or new clan dungeons. My question is, are these concerns valid? No. No, I wouldn't sweat it. Um, we already know what the next one is, and it's very little work. And so, you know, your your concern might rather be the next challenge path is going to be kind of boring compared to this one. Um... So.
0: Yeah. So, direct your anxiety in the proper direction, will you? Yeah.
1: Uh, let's see. B says, "Jake, what percentage of your time would you say you spend doing art slash concept versus programming slash implementation? In a perfect world, what would that ratio be?" This was kind of interesting. I mean, ugh. those are not the only two modes, right? Like, there are there is the sort of higher order thinking about stuff and like like just sort of worrying over things in my head waiting for a good idea to pop up for things I mean that's probably just the bulk of the time that I spend awake I'm doing that yeah. right um, and then there's the, the the like delegating work to other people which I ought to spend more of and you know things work out a lot better when I do spend more of it um, but that I just kind of hate doing uh, the the one thing that I am the most loath to do is inconvenience my employees by asking them to work.
0: I know, yeah,
1: and it's frequently pointed out to me. Uh, except for hot stuff, I, I I have no problem making him do <laughs> making him do hours and hours and hours of work. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, you know, hey, I made Riff do some stuff. He's doing it right now. I think that uh, he's Riff's writing jokes about an eleven inch sausage. I figured of the two of you. He's the one I would rather have writing the jokes about
0: big dicks. Mm. Because in the same way that I like to write jokes about guys who have long hair, Riff should mm. write jokes about guys with big dicks. Exactly.
1: You write about what you see, not what you know. It's like, it's like, which barber do you go to? The one with the shitty haircut or the one with the good haircut, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which barber do you go to? Neither.
0: Yeah.
1: I, I just have my mom. My mom's got pretty good hair. I think my... I don't know if my mom goes to the salon or if she... I think my mom might cut her own hair. Um, anyway, I got a little bit of a haircut this, uh,
0: like, a couple weeks ago. Yeah?
1: Yeah. I look sporty. You
0: look like a convertible?
1: <sighs> yeah. So, um, I you know, honestly, uh, the art... The amount of art that I do in a week varies... A tremendous amount uh depending on what's going on and what stage we are in the process like so riffs working on the fernsworthy quest stuff and that will get to the point where it will need art and it will probably take me i don't know six hours eight hours to do all of the art for a, a good sized content rollout like that um you know i spent probably two hours last week doing art because i was i was illustrating the choose your Own adventure for comic con um but it, but it really varies a lot depending on what we've got going on you know it, I mean if you look at the filed dates you know there'll be no new art for four weeks and then there'll be 200 new pictures hmm. right and so that, that comes in fits and starts um, concept work I mean the stuff that I sort of do on a sheet of paper with a pen uh, ideally while I'm like somewhere that's not the office or whatever um, that, that's the kind of stuff that tends to get done well in like a coffee shop or whatever not very much actually it's the it's the thinking about it that allows that to be fruitful that requires a tremendous amount of like uh, kind of obliquely looking at the stuff that has to be done but not not assaulting it directly because a direct assault would just be useless um i ought to spend more time just drawing stuff you know and every time I every time I try to devise a system for tricking myself into doing that, it just doesn't it doesn't stick.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I wish that there was something that I could consider a genuine obligation, uh, which those usually require an ob- they, they, they need to be an obligation to somebody other than myself. you know because I, I feel like on some level I know that I'm never gonna be satisfied with my own stuff and so I don't even try on a lot of like new things that I try to branch out into. So uh, that's you know it's something sorry. I'm I'm pretty lazy. For for a guy who's accomplished some stuff, I'm pretty lazy, I think. Maybe I just feel that way. I can never tell.
0: I think you and I are both easily paralyzed by self doubt. And I'm not sure that's the same thing as being lazy.
1: Yeah. I mean that—that's the thing. Like, if but is it like it kind of it pays the same as being lazy, <laughs> right. right? Like, well, it, like,
0: it's—I would consider myself a lazy person, except I just spent two ten-hour days doing hard physical labor and not slacking off on it at all. Yeah, and not like complaining about it. I mean, yeah, yeah that's yeah. So sure. that, that's not a thing a lazy guy would do. A lazy guy would just be like, you know, I don't need the the little money that I'm doing this for. I I should just not do it. You know. But when yeah. it comes to, like, I should write an entire Choose Your Own Adventure book, it's like, oh, that's scary. I can't do that. That's, that freaks me out that I might have to come up with a story and, and maybe it'll suck.
1: Yeah, and I, I tend to approach things from this like, well, all right, so I need to do this, but then this thing has gotten so complicated that there are all these other factors to consider, and it's like, ah, uh, the first time I start to feel my brain tying itself in knots trying to figure out how something is going to fit in and how all the facets of it are going to line up, I'm just like, eh, I'm just going to play video games. Because <laughs> <laughs> this, this isn't coming out. And I mean, de- you know, deadlines? Deadlines are always great for getting our asses in gear, you know? And it's just, it's it's that problem where, like, uh, you know, I mean, a million years from now, it will we'll all be dead and it will be like none of this ever happened, right? And so, all right, so you acknowledge that. And then you're like, well, how important is this deadline, really? It's not important at all. It's like deadlines are important if there's a guy saying, all right, if you don't make this deadline, I'm not going to pay you and you don't get to feed your family this week or whatever, right? And that's what makes it so most people make their deadlines, right, Is is not is not that it is critically important for the survival of mankind for this shit to get done by Tuesday it's that somebody has made the totally arbitrary decision about when something needs to get done and has enough uh, influence and authority over you that you are forced to take it seriously um whereas with me when i'm making up all these deadlines i'm just like well i would like to get this done in this amount of time and it's like well i'm always sort of unrealistic about how long it's going to take to get stuff done even when people are kind of going all out and so it's like well you know i mean what do i do do i do i just say all right well so this deadline is now twice as far from now as i think it should be it it all adds up to it being super arbitrary and very difficult for me to take seriously and especially difficult for me to try and convince other people to take seriously so which is why it's nice when there's something like comic-con in a way even though I feel like Comic-Con comes up and it distracts us from the work that we should be doing, it distracts us from the work that we should be doing by making us do some other work that we should be doing, right? Yeah. I mean, the the, the June familiar, Crimbo. Crimbo is like, I look at that and I'm like, what the fuck, man? We are capable of producing so much good quality stuff in such a short span of time, and all it takes is fucking Jesus being born On a particular day to make it to make it so we actually get it done like why why can't we fake that why can't we decide and i mean at this point we have decided we have decided that june 1st is another one of those deadlines for us to do a tremendous amount of high quality work in a short period of time and we do it you know and like it's it is almost as though like, tradition is what's necessary to get me to take deadlines seriously and to mm. and for that to be, like, an infectious thing for the company. I mean, you know, there's there's plenty of stuff. There's plenty of, like, just, you know, we, we more or less always pay our taxes on time, right? So, I mean, there, there are definitely, like, external deadlines that force shit to get done, but I'm talking about the shit that I actually care about, mm. which is, like, making video games and making jokes.
0: Making... Jokes about video games, that's what we
1: do. We, the, you know, I, lazy lazy dudes wouldn't have done this show as consistently and as regularly as we have.
0: Yeah, that's another, that's definitely a arbitrary thing that we have the weight of tradition on us for.
1: Yeah, and, and I honestly feel bad, because I, you know, I probably could have done the last Monday show, but I'm like, you know, I should, I like, I don't want to have to, hur- like, hurry and then the first thing I do once I've unloaded after this long drive is be on the radio, but I've still felt bad about it. I still felt bad about saying like, yeah, I don't think I'm gonna do the show on Monday, because it's like, no man, that's I gotta I gotta do that. That's a thing I gotta do now. You know? How like the, the first week that I skip the next six weeks, Scully's gonna skip because if I don't set a good example by not skipping these, when it's like, no, you're you're ignoring the fact that you have an extremely good reason to not make this obligation and that it's okay yeah, and that,
0: that we're all aware that it's an obligation that we've met for seven years, so we're not gonna <coughs> we're not gonna flake on it. The yeah, no. and the the show ended up being cool. Yeah, what did yeah, what you guys that, do? I, I haven't listened to it. Well, I had uh, Vag in, and my wife actually sitting in on it, and we tried to see what a family hot dog show would be like. Okay. So we figured well we we're going to start out with anecdotes about our kids. We're going to allow ourselves one anecdote about adorable kids and then if we do it for the rest of the show, you got a drink. You know, that kind of like trying to avoid it just being, "Oh, here's another cute thing my kid said today." Right. So we talked about and then we talked about you know, like Santa Claus, whether you should do Santa Claus. We talked about some family stuff, we talked about some sex stuff, actually answered a couple of KOL questions and you know, like, we filled a good couple of hours with just kind of bullshitting back and forth around, like, the general topic of what it's like to be around about 30 and have a kid and not be a grown-up.
1: Yeah? You know, do, okay. you, uh, do you, uh, do you feel, uh, do you feel like it went well? Do you feel like it's a, it's a show you could do?
0: I think it did, and I think we're gonna meet Tuesday or Wednesday to do the first, like, official installment. Right on. And then he's when, got a he's got a
1: rig for you guys to record like proper, right?
0: Yeah. And so do I, really, but like I can take this microphone and get it out of this basement and it would sound fine.
1: Oh, but I mean like do you have multiple decent mics? I mean, I, like I feel like he has he has like a kind of legit setup like we use, right? Not like a not like what I used to do this where I only need the one mic.
0: No, he's just one USB mic. For,
1: Wait, really? I thought yeah, yeah, when for we that recorded podcast.
0: that uh thing we had our own mics no we were all around one uh round mic oh it was like a tabletop thing yeah okay
1: wow that's true i do remember that now and it sounds pretty good day.
0: their podcast yeah. sounds yeah. their podcast does sound nice. pretty good so yeah uh, once we get something in the can and i edit it down i can what upload it to the share drive and
1: yeah 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 you can you can send it to me and we'll we'll figure it out we'll do it i'll make a feed we'll have awesome. uh, we'll have roy make a logo it'll be pretty sweet and you, you like you think that's a you think that's a thing you would do and enjoy and be able to be able to do one a
0: week i don't know i'm aiming for two a month yeah and if that's easy then we'll we'll do one a week all right shouldn't be too hard
1: i am down i'm down for providing bandwidth to that I don't. I, I'm. I'm. Uh, I like. I, I want a show that I get to listen to. I mean, there's plenty of shows that I get to listen to. You
0: know, I'm behind on my advice, hot dog. I got to spend more time in the gym, listening to you, kids. I. That's good. When I was You'll listening to the, when I was listening to the one that, the latest one that I needed to listen to, and you started talking about, just getting back from Phoenix Comic Con. I go. Like, oh, I'm a little bit behind.
1: Yeah. Uh, we did one of those. We did the first remote one of those yesterday. Uh, I still have to I still have to do some editing on it. You know that's a good point though. I should look into the mic that he has to see if that's the thing that we could do for the times when we wanted to have like five or six people doing one. Uh. like if it was if it was close enough to that kind of quality that it would allow us to just all be standing around a single thing because we've gotten used to like holding our heads in the same spot, talking to a real mic. For this amount of time I always thought that that would just be horrible And I was really averse to moving away from the like Shitty cheap headset mics that we had for a long time Because I was like Man I gotta stretch out I gotta walk around And go out on the roof and smoke a cigarette While I do this show And I'm like no I never did that I had mostly quit smoking cigarettes For the entire run of this show Uh, Let's see uh, RKO Mola says I noticed today while adventuring with the data spider in bees hate you that sometimes the images for bees will stay true to their form and sometimes they won't is it just an amazing coincidence or some sort of error huh uh, also I want to point out I enjoy some of the combinations I see with the image change adventuring in the haunted library and seeing a writing desk in the form of a raven was amusing that is pretty funny hmm. I don't I don't know, actually. I don't think there's any reason that the bees wouldn't. Um, there are certain things that won't, uh, that it won't trigger on, uh, like the anything that is one monster with a bunch of different pictures, which you guys don't necessarily know that that's one monster, now that I think about it. Uh, like the hobos. The hobos, uh, there's only one monster in each of the zones, and it's just one monster with a whole bunch of attack texts and a whole bunch of different images. But it's not at all clear that that's what's going on. Uh, the chums are one monster with a bunch of pictures. Um, so anything that already has... Anything that has an oversized picture is not going to get replaced by the data spider. Uh, just anything anything that has this property called override picture uh, because the way the data spider works is by setting that property. So, Man fight would be different if I were writing it from scratch now.
0: Yeah.
1: So much stuff is so much easier now that there are these things that we do now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Funny Stick One Hundred says, "Looking back, what are your thoughts on the packet of mayfly bait? If it was more powerful, do you think it would have been received better? Yeah, maybe. Uh, if it was more powerful, people might have just complained that it was more of a hassle to use. I don't know. It, it was a. It, it suffered a little bit from a like overbalancing by committee thing, right? It's like, well, we can't make this too good because then it just becomes another." tome and we had just done the bookshelf like we had just acknowledged all right we can't keep throwing tomes out here because it's it is just flat out power creep right like this needs to be a thing like equipment or a familiar where if you're using this you can't use other stuff because otherwise it just becomes this rapidly increasing pile of shit that you have to have um and so we like kind of wanted to avoid that uh, and so it ended up getting kind of shoehorned into the forum. and it's in. That, you know, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't even know that it was like the least, power, the least popular item of the month. I don't know how many of them we sold. So put that in your pipe and smoke it. Uh, with the problems of Black Sunday popping back during the server switch, I was wondering, what was the last potential big exploit that went live, whether it was successfully exploited or not? Well, uh, the failure of the database server on whenever that middle of the night was, that the second one happened. There was not an infinite meat bug uh, in the wild, but it was, you know, yeah, well, if if somebody had been able to script it really fast, it would have been an infinite meat bug.
0: Um,
1: Because there was a, the effects table got corrupted. And so people were able to give themselves multiple copies of an effect. So, like, you could just keep getting charges of the fat loot polka from a buff bot, and you would get multiple copies of it, and each of them would apply to the player object. So, the, as many times as you did that, you just kept getting the plus percent meat or whatever, and you could just stack it hundreds or thousands of times, and then just go adventure in the castle and get, you know, 50,000 meat per adventure or whatever. Um, I You know, I, I don't think more than a handful of people did that, and I don't think they did it for more than a handful of turns. Uh, But that was an exploit that was due to that hardware failure that was live for a bit. So it was weird when I went down to the data center uh, the last time to actually uh, send the old database servers to their final rest. I didn't actually take them out of there, I just unplugged them. Uh, One of them, the, the the first failure was due to an actual physical hard drive failure. But the second one just seems like a coincidence. There did not appear to be anything wrong with the hardware.
0: Collateral At least damage, anything maybe? that it
1: was reporting. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. You know, maybe it was just like that thing where when when people have been married for 100 years and one of them dies of cancer, the other one just dies mm-hmm. for no real reason. I think that might have been what was going on with the database servers.
0: Usually when that happens with couples, it's because the guy who died had his hand on a dead man switch. <clears throat> that was connected to a small explosive device in his spouse's brain
1: yeah like a cortex bomb yep yeah um there I remember a couple of times in the last couple of years when there would be something that got pushed out with some bounce checking not happening on it and it was just like the times when I start grumbling sophomore mistake sophomore mistake
0: yeah.
1: I think I say freshman mistake do I say freshman mistake or sophomore mistake when I talk about uh, like when, I, when I'm when i bitching about us fucking something up that we should have known better
0: I think you I say think sophomore
1: say, do I say sophomore I think so freshman would make more sense uh, every once in a while something will get out there but it's usually not something obvious right and, and i mean th- and there are people out there who know there are people who've reported like whoa there's an infinite bug in this and we'll be like fuck thanks and we'll fix it okay. you know eh, you know the, uh, it's the thing about having a good community is that like by and large people will tell us about stuff instead of abusing it most people there are still some jerks out there uh lieutenant kilroy who uh was here by the way Says, after listening to some of the old radio shows, I've been looking more into the history of the kingdom. Have you ever implemented something that seemed great at the time, but in retrospect, you regretted the implementation or wish it was implemented differently? I don't, I'm not a big fan of KWE. Yeah. I wish that we had, I mean, the content is great, but I wish that that was the thing that I was like, you know what, I don't have a good idea for this, but let's move forward on it anyway. And we did it. And, you know, it's like, I, it's a thing that I don't feel like. It, it, we're
0: diminishing
1: anything by having it there, but it's like, eh, you know. Based on, just the, a...
0: <clears throat> Based on what it could have been, yeah. It didn't end up being what we thought it was going to be, where everybody would be excited about trying to influence the fights one way or the other, and every week I was going to write... This you know massive ongoing soap opera between all of the people and introduce new wrestlers and yeah I mean it turns yeah. out not only am I lazy but there were other things that I should have been doing instead and sure to get it right I would have had to consume a whole lot more professional wrestling than I really wanted to because you oh, know sweet. like to make fun Russian of something bride right spam. you know theres
1: what Russian bride spam sorry. Yeah, I, you know, I, it, it's one thing to uh, like, you know. Oh well, these world events are popular. We should do one every week, <laughs> you know. And, and I mean, <clears throat> you know, hot, hot stuff had had a point. like, I, I thought of this. Oh uh, well, okay. So when we were doing the when we were doing the uh, uh, the the Valhalla invasion stuff, like we were pretty much making the the phases of that world event happen in real time. And we were putting in like long days, but not like super long days. And and he asked, like, you know, what if this was our job? Like what if what if this was the service that we provided was a video game where every day we decided what was changing and what new stuff was gonna be there. And that that's just how that's just how it worked. And it and it kinda made me want to and and I think that this is maybe what we should do with the the word game MMO is just treat it like a world where shit keeps happening, and the way that we roll out content is by shit happens to the world, mm. you know? And yeah. that is our job for that. And the the way that we keep doing this is people keep wanting to know what's going to happen next, and we never get it to the point where it's the static thing that we're like, well, which one of these things do we want to change next or whatever? You know, it's it's just, and and it's gonna have to be on a slower pace than like the Valhalla event. Sure. But like, that's kind of the question is like, how much context do you have to establish before you have a palette on which you can paint a new thing every week, or every, you know, every day, or every week, or every month, even, right? And and it's like there, the way that we were doing this, the the, the Valhalla event relied on there being a tremendous amount of stuff to throw at it from the player's side right if it was just like all right well we've written these 40 sentences or whatever and these are the ways that you interact with them that would have gotten boring pretty quick but it was the fact that like all right we've written these 40 sentences and this mechanic that suddenly takes all these hundreds of things that exist from The years of development that we've done on this, and there are all these things that we hadn't thought about in years, and neither had you, that give you plus initiative, or whatever, and suddenly making a thing where that is a thing, right? So it's a it's a question of like, how how reactive can you be? How how, like, sort of in the moment can you be with developing a thing like this, because if there's not much going on... But thinking about it, like, the beginning of KOL was very much like that, and that's what got people excited about it in the beginning, because it was like, well, this this thing is so simple that, like, an evening's work on the part of this guy in Arizona could, like, change it completely. So, what's gonna happen next? Yeah, You know? And I have to imagine that that's a lot of what was exciting for the first, you know, thousand or ten thousand people that were playing the thing. Uh yeah so I don't know. I mean, have you ever implemented anything that seemed great at the time, but in retrospect, you regretted the implementation? I mean almost everything, almost everything I regret in in retrospect right uh but but that's silly because clearly we must have done something right at some point.
0: seems like it. <clears throat>
1: Uh, Wia says can you take a serious look at flower schnapps use in competitive ascension and then he goes on And explains it uh, yeah I mean I Don't like the situation that's going On there and the way that I'm dealing With it is by focusing on the pvp revamp um, I had a good long conversation With uh, cd Moyer on the Phone today about pvp stuff I have a post it note on my monitor I have a I have a 10 a.m uh, Fight date with cd Moyer Tomorrow We are going to fuck each other up so hard and then we're going to test out the new pvp
0: i noticed you added an extra word up in there uh-huh yeah
1: i do that sometimes orbrisa says is judith plexi inventor a reference to something or someone specific i always feel like there's a reference i'm missing when i see that adventure I- is it
0: i was thinking of like murray curie kind of uh-huh. Just to think that plexiglass was invented by someone named Plexi, and the reason you don't know about it is because she's a woman. And, you know, science is, is kind of an old boys club. Okay. So, no, okay. not, not to anything particular.
1: Just women. Just it, It's basically a broad generalization of women and their failure in the sciences.
0: It's a women gener- generalization of broads. <laughs> okay. I would say. I, I, it, it says something about me that when pressed to think of, like, a, a female scientist's name, I went for Judith. Like, I think of, like, Judith and Gertrude as the scientists. And, you know, Tiffany and Savannah are not really scientists in my brain. Right. Mercedes. Who, who was uh, Denise Richards when she was the nuclear physicist in the James Bond movies? Christmas. Christmas name is a was- good...
1: Her name was Christmas. Yeah, that sounds like a scientist. Her name
0: was her name was Christmas Jones.
1: Uh Crestoni says, Have you ever thought of adding another class to the game? What came out of that brainstorm? Uh, radish Dancer. Right. <laughs> yep. Who's whose was Radish Dancer?
0: Then I wrote into the first Choose Your Own Adventure, I feel.
1: Alright. I that's the kind of thing that I feel like I would be trying to tread on such uh, I, I, like, I I think that I would be crippled trying to come up with even a seventh that fit into that idiom. Even though I just pulled them out of my ass in a matter of seconds, when it was established, I have just spent so much of my, the la- like I have spent nearly a third of my life deciding what kinds of things happen to seal clubbers, turtle tamers, pasta mancers, disco bandits, and accordion thieves that that seems like, you know, it seems like a sort of, like, pair of trinities that nothing else would ever align with. Yeah.
0: Well, like, on a smaller scale, I had that with the comic book, having written the synopsis of the whole thing, and when I needed to deviate from that, having this moment of panic, like, that... This isn't in the synopsis. I don't know how this goes. The only reason I know is because I have this thing that's already there. And it takes a while to go, well, I wrote that thing that's already there. So, I know. You know, I could pull some more stuff out of my ass. But I agree that after eight years of thinking in terms of these six things, coming up with one that would feel as iconic as the six would be really difficult. It would be like making a fourth Indiana Jones movie.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, you know, I, I could, I could imagine doing it, right? Like, I could imagine. So, you know, it's not like pasta is such a fundamental narrative thing that it's like, no, oh, what <laughs> else could you possibly, you know, what else could you possibly do that it was that was as elemental as pasta, right? Uh, uh, you know, I, uh, I'm sure we could come up with stuff if we had to, but I, they would almost ring hollow because of because of the sort of breadth of I, I mean, not even, like, backstory, but, like, the breadth of just... <sighs> I don't know how to describe it. Like, Postamancer is just a thing now, yeah. you know? it, it Postamancer does not seem like a thing that I made up one afternoon in, in a room that I was renting in a dude's house. It seems like a thing that has man months of... Effort devoted to describing what it is like and the things that it does. Yeah, you know, and and so I don't know. It's just it's it's got this, it's got this place that it is extremely difficult to imagine something else in. You know, in our in our second game, the classes are warrior and wizard. If right. that gives you any sense of like the extent to which we're really taxing our creative muscles. Um, no.
0: Excuse me.
1: But, you know, that is what
0: it is. Eventually, we'll add a thief class, I'm sure.
1: Sure. Uh, Macaroni the Bent says, When the sea first came out, you guys set an ambitious timetable to roll out new content every two weeks. It was fun to watch it come out on a schedule, and I spent a lot of time playing underwater. I realized that it was hard to hold to the timetable, but now it's been over two years since we freed Grandma. Question, will we ever finish the sea or have a use for fish scales? Uh, You know, we're coming right up on that part of the 2011 plan, i'm beginning to think that that's yeah i don't know it's one of those things that's behind a clan dungeon and the clan dungeon is having a hard time uh, is having a hard time deciding it wants to exist uh yeah we, you know, we've had this conversation before Elizabeth says, have you considered adding an option in cocktail crafting to make it a double? The main purpose, I suppose, would be strengthening booze for folks who wouldn't have advanced cocktail crafting and might have limited access to fruit, etc., since it would inherently require fewer mixers, two base booze plus one mixer. It would also make some snazzy low-level nightcaps. Probably <coughs> unnecessary to apply it to the higher-level drinks, but what do you think of that as an added option for improving or an alternative to normal mixed drinks? I mean, that definitely seems like the kind of thing we would do. I don't know about working it into the math you know. The Postmodernist says, are there ever going to be any explanations of other heretofore unseen areas of the Kingdom of Loathing's world? The Distant Lands and Frigid North Lands are mentioned, but remain unseen. Any plans for an item of the month or additional content that might allow access to these? I kind of think of the Distant Lands as off-limits.
0: Yeah.
1: Right, because they wouldn't be distant anymore if you went there.
0: Yeah, I guess I you can... go
1: there on short trips, but you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, having that be a zone that you just go to and too, and Veteran would kind of ruin their mystique.
1: In a lot of ways, the distant lands are our world, right? I mean, that's that's how I think of them
0: sometimes. Hmm.
1: You know, I mean, I feel like the, the, the pen pals kind of live in our world, right? Right. You know, I don't know to what extent. I mean, it's our world with a bunch of randomly generated comic books instead of whatever comic books we actually have, but, like...
0: That was the idea. That was our, like, design paradigm and i'm sure we went around it a couple of times i think it it's it ended up being more like our world circa 1950s tv sure uh yeah let's see
1: <clears throat> blue Screen says how's the daily dungeon revamp going i mean it's not really on the table so you know so it's not Uh, Psyche says, Hey, is there a reason the dirty old lick isn't called a lecherous lick? That's pretty funny, actually. Uh, uh uh-oh. Uh, Play Havoc sent a ton of fun questions to Bugbear. Does that still get read from? It does sometimes. Uh, Ramon Salazar says, Are trophies number one and number two in danger of being no longer attainable? Huh. Uh, those are the shore ones? No, we'll we'll figure something out. We'll either replace those with something, or... Do something with something else. Duct tape some tinfoil to some yarn. Uh, let's see. Do we want to? Do we want to be
0: done? Oh, hey! Look at that.
1: It's it's about time. I'm how mold. we feel about Domino's Pizza? How do you feel about Domino's Pizza, Mr. Skelet?
0: It's not the best. It's not. It's, uh, the other day, I was in a place where somebody ordered some as like a a pizza thing. I can't remember actually what the circumstances were but I did end up eating a couple of pieces of Domino's pizza and they weren't bad. They're yeah, I mean they
1: they're just not good enough to order, right? Right. And plus aren't they all like I I thought that maybe this was one of those urban legend things but then I think it turns out that they are actually like sort of significant
0: financial supporters of like abortion clinic bombers. Well, they're they, I guess, used to be owned by really right-wing people, and now aren't so much. But you know, whatever. Well, now they're owned
1: by good old Americans who only care about money, there and we not killing kill an abortionists. So that's okay. Yeah. Papa John's. Papa John's. Don't listen. To, don't listen to Scully. Scully thinks you can't get a pizza from Papa John's for less than like seven hundred dollars. And I don't yeah. know if I don't know if like you just had some shyster working at your Papa John's that always like was trying to rip you off, but like. Papa John's was the cheap alternative and is still fairly reasonably
0: priced. Okay. If you, if you want to spend $30 on a pizza, do Papa John's. Fortunately, we have a local guy that's pretty close to our house that we can get yeah, pizza for I feel like, like, like that's $10. G- if,
1: if I were figuring out, like if I had never had pizza before and I was figuring out what to do for pizza, I would probably always try to seek out some local place that had pizza that was, you know, good enough instead of supporting a big chain. But as it stands. Now you, you can, just wear a big chain. You can almost always get a pizza from Baba John's for ten bucks. I don't know mm-hmm. what the fuck is wrong with you.
0: All right. Um, good night, everybody.